Okay, today we will go into the next one. Oh, not here. Cannot move it. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. Next, understanding the Hebrew word El Elyon. Okay, and how that affects us as sons and daughters of El Elyon in Christ. Okay, so if we are just learning for learning's sake, then we will just learn the first part, Hebrew word El Elyon. But I want this to be real in our lives, at least getting more real and powerful. How it affects us, okay, as living daily as sons and daughters of El Elyon. So El Elyon in the Hebrew has the letters Aleph, Lamed, which is El, that means he's God. Elyon, okay, I will explain later, is actually in the English is God Most High. So all of you have sang song El Elyon, or you say, you are the most high God. And then tomorrow I got a lot of problem. Uh. <laughs> I don't know how, what the meaning most high. Some people think most high means God is living in heaven. I'm living on this earth. Where are you, God? It's very high up there. Okay, now today I trust that the Holy Spirit He will give you a revelation of the most high God in your lives that you will never be the same. Psalms 97 verse 9, For thou, Lord, Yahweh, are high above all the earth. When God talks about high, he's always talking about heaven and earth. Alright? So earth is very big or not? Yeah, but when you go high up, when you go to the aeroplane, you see the earth very small, right? You're high, you're above the earth. The heavens, alright? The universe. Thou art exalted. But he's talking about other gods. Far above all gods. There is also El there. You see the small gods? Yeah? That means there may be other spirits or so-called gods, right? That have power as well. But of all this, God is the highest. Okay, so what is the meaning of highest? For you are King God in the TPT, the most high God over all the earth. So to be high, you must be over something, right? Right? You have a twin towers. You high over all the other buildings. Then you are called the highest tower. That is a comparison. Okay? So the most high God over all the earth, you are exalted above every supernatural power. So there are some other powers on this earth because the authority that God gave to Adam, Adam gave to who? Satan, right? On a leasehold basis. Okay? And his leasehold is coming to an expiring soon. Okay? Which is the second, the last age. It's the next 1,000 years of millennium. And we are finishing the first 6,000 years on this earth. So if uh, Satan got his power, only least hope. Until the 6,000 finish, he will be taken, chained into the uh, lake, uh, into hell for 1,000 years. That is the new age from the Bible. So above other supernatural power, which are demonic power, so you have Satan, also, they got hierarchy there. And now all the little, little uh, gods or spirits, okay, until the small one, they have no body, they have broken wing and all that. So that's why they possess people. They want to eat food. Then they possess someone 
and then they go and eat food. They want to taste the world, this physical world. So these are Satan's cohorts or Satan's totai. We don't want to be Satan's totai, right? We are whose totai? God, disciple. Okay, if we don't know who our God is, <laughs> then the devil can come and use us and then we accidentally become his totai. <laughs> okay, so there are supernatural power, but Jesus defeated their head. When did he defeat him? On the cross and then be, be, not only on the cross. After he died, he went to hell, Satan's territory. Satan ruled from hell, okay? He didn't rule from heaven. <laughs> God ruled from heaven, all right? Jehovah ruled from heaven. Satan's territory is in hell. That's why in hell, he is waiting for who to come and visit him. <laughs> the lost souls, if you don't go and save them, whether it's your family or what, Satan is waiting for them because Satan knows that is his domain. All the demons come out from there, from the pit of hell. So we cast out demons. Sometimes we will say, get back to hell where you belong. All right, these are all the uh, spirits from Satan. But Jesus, after he died on the cross, it's all the spiritual realm. Physically, we saw him on the cross. Physically, we see the body. But what is in, happening in the spirit is the main thing that we ought to have the revelation. Then he went to hell. Where does it say he went to hell? Huh? <laughs> this one now he's guessing. Hey, <laughs> oh, not too bad, the guess. Okay. <laughs> Colossians, all right. It tells us about how Jesus went to hell. After on the cross, he went to hell and stripped Satan of all his power and authority. So now Jesus declared, I have all authority in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Right? That was what shocked. The devil, he never expected, he thought, I caught the son of God already, die already. But he went down and he stripped because now he has been punished properly by the court of justice, right? The, the, the judge of this earth, which says that everyone who sinned must die. So Elsa needed to die, right? In order to fulfill the righteous judgment of God. Whoever sinned must die, whether you... Uh, how good you are doesn't matter because there's sin. But Jesus loved you, Gideon, and he died in your place. In meaning, he took that punishment for your sin. And so that we, when we believe in him, there was an exchange and we became the righteousness of God, having the right standing as sons and daughters of God. So now, no other spiritual power. So believers will say, hey, but sometimes, you know, he puts sickness on me or I feel, you know, that my life is haywire. Yeah, what was that? The devil has no power over a believer unless the believer allow him. And how does a believer allow the devil to have power in his or her life? What? <laughs> Who lies just like he, the snake deceived Eve. Okay, not Evelyn, huh? Eve. <laughs> right? By just twisting God's word into half lie. Always go back to the Garden of Eden. The devil didn't say, don't worship God, right? God is not God. 
He was just twisting, right? The word of God to say, did God say? Did God say that you eat of this fruit, you will die of the fruit of knowledge and evil? So today we got a lot of knowledge and evil from internet. Oh, <laughs> did God say? Ah, then you'll say, no, uh, no internet inside the Bible. <laughs> so we can go and scout around and listen to all nonsense. And then if you don't have the truth inside you, the truth is only Jesus and the word, what happened? We'll become like Eve, not Evelyn. Eh? Eve, where you will be tossed to and fro, and then you will doubt. No, uh, don't know. If God didn't say, ma. Uh, so, and then you end up being deceived. Okay? Deception. Alright? By half truth. He won't give you a direct light. I am the devil. I'll appear to you. Okay, horns. And then you say, I'm the devil. Then of course you see him. Wow, you are the devil. I won't listen to you. But he comes in other form of words, of teachings, of learnings from outside. You can do all things. Whereas the Bible said, I can do all things through Christ. You are accepted if you work for it. No, the Bible says I'm only accepted in the beloved. See, all the half-truth, half-truth, which will point you to build your own self, to become a better version of yourself. Nonsense. Okay? Because our old self is totally, <laughs> totally zero value. A new self, which is the new spirit man, has nothing to do with the first version of proton or second version, improved version. No, it is a brand new creation. That's your spirit man. Nothing to do with the old one died. Therefore, the world tells you to be a better Christian, better version by building yourself, building your mind. No, if you understand that God gave you the most powerful weapon to start off, your new, new, brand new creation, your brand new self, that spirit man, right? And that's how if you don't build this spirit man, you have something powerful inside, you're not even an improved version, brand new from heaven. That's why the first session in the Spirit Man Development or HMD is about born again from above. If it's from above, it's got nothing to do with this world. If you are improving yourself, that means you're still improving something that is from this earth. So God didn't say improve yourself. God said, I gave you a new spirit. You are a new creation, the hidden man of the heart. And you develop this hidden man of the heart. This spirit man has to feed on spiritual food from above. Nothing on this world is going to feed your spirit man. The world only feed your physical man and your physical mind. Okay? So we have been tricked. Alright? But the Lord is bringing truth back into His beloved sons and daughters. That we know who we are. In Christ. Okay? This is, sometimes we have to go back to session one. <laughs> born again. Born from above. Your spirit man. Got nothing to do with your person on this earth. That is the new creation. Therefore, it feeds on different milk. The milk of God's word. Your physical man feeds on the milk from the cow. <laughs> okay? This one is the milk of God's word. Okay, the most high. Elion, El Elion. El Elion is one of the truly exquisite names 
is for God found in the Bible. Each of the divine names is given to reveal, this is uh, from, from someone, to reveal a man some quality or characteristic of God that cannot be found to the same extent in any other creature. All right? So God is a class by himself. Okay? We cannot attach him to anything on this earth because he is the creator. That's why Elohim always uh, we acquainted to God and uh, creation. Divine names, therefore, set God apart from and elevate Him infinitely higher than all other beings, whether in heaven or earth. Okay? He is different, above, higher, greater. Lamet. So you see, Aleph there as the ox head, which is full of strength. So God is strong. Or first, Lamet is the, represented by the staff. Of the shepherd, which speaks of authority. Okay, so we're going to go through a little bit of the letters first, okay, of uh, El Elyon. The first letter in Elyon is Ayin. Wow, okay, now we have the youth responding. Ayin speaks the word Ayin. Okay, there's many meanings. These are the main basic meanings. Means the eye. Symbolized by the eye for the way it sees and comprehends, and the word means spring as well, as in the eye is used to bring purity, cleansing, and healing to grief. So, ayin is God, is a spiritual eye, it can also mean the physical eye in the natural Hebrew letter, right? So, in El Elyon, the one who sees all things is also there. To be higher than everyone, you can see right? when you're on top of the world. <laughs> what do you say? I'm on the top of the world looking down on creation, right? You looking, right? You can see. So God sees everything that is on this earth, everything that's on this universe. He sees what you are going through. He sees what are you doing lying on the couch every day. <laughs> but he doesn't punish us for that, right? But he wants us to get up, okay? and live this life and fulfill that purpose that God gave to you, Gideon. <laughs> to give to you is give to that new creation person, spirit man inside you. So the God who sees Ayin, Elyon, all right? First is Ayin. He sees everything about us. And Lamet, okay? From the word Lamet, teach as instructing and correcting, symbolized by the shepherd's staff, for the shepherd uses his staff to lead and keep his sheep in check. So not only God sees Elyon, right? There's a Lamet inside Elyon that says he is the shepherd. He's the one who teach us if we are willing to learn <laughs> and hear and listen. Okay, so Lamet and he is the highest authority okay whenever you see lamet right remember he has the highest authority highest authority means what in a practical life huh what oh ceo yes the one who has been given authority the commander whether in the army Okay, he has to give authority is the captain, right? General. They got authority. They said, you fail. <laughs> then the soldier can have to go home. Okay. And he said, attack. 
attack, press the button. Okay, I'm sure you all see some shows like that, right? They want to attack, but they have to wait for the highest authority to give the instruction, the president, right? It says press the red button, then only they press. They don't simply go there and press, right? It caused a war all over the world. They have to listen to the commander-in-chief. Who is our commander-in-chief? Jesus Christ. But are we listening to him? No. <laughs> We're listening to our own self, right? We want to attack, we attack. We want to sit down, we sit down. We have no no more hearing the highest authority. So in El Alion, if he is the highest, he has all authority. That's what in the Great Commission. Okay, he is the one who gives instructions. All right, and we are to listen to him. So the Lord is my shepherd. Everyone quote to go to sleep or at a funeral. Not funeral. Where do we quote the Lord is my shepherd? <laughs> but we don't actually take him as our shepherd. Why? Because we go our own direction in life. Shepherd talks about leading, guiding the Holy Spirit, right? Plus the word. How do we actually live your life? Uh, Elijah, former Catholic, so she know, he knows Psalm 23 very well. Even the daughter knows, right? <laughs> Psalm 23, right? But from every day, the real practical life, did you in the past experience the Lord as your shepherd? Consciously, God lead me. Or you lead your wife, go to the temple. <laughs> Any building is a temple, right? Correct? So that means the Lord is not your shepherd. Because we normally do things, whatever we like to do. My way! Fra who, who, is this, who is the singer? Frank Sinatra. Okay, those younger ones, you don't know him. <laughs> the old one. I did it my way. I remember that, my boss uh, in the legal firm sang that song for us. Well, and, and he sang, I did it my way. <laughs> but we do it God's way. Yeah. Okay. It's no more the my way. He has the all authority. He tells us what to do, where to go with our lives. All right. And that's when we acknowledge him as our shepherd. That's why David his whole life from a shepherd boy until his kingship and so forth, he did it God's way. And therefore, he can write, the Lord is my shepherd. He experienced and acknowledged his God, Yahweh, as his shepherd and he wrote Psalms 21, uh, 23. Then the rest of the believers just take it and quote, <laughs> but never know how to acknowledge him as our shepherd. Right? If you really do it, your lives will be so wonderful. Okay? So, El Elyon. Okay, another letter in Elyon is Yud, which is the hand of God. The hand, alright? The God is not only a shepherd with authority, with eyes to see from up there, he can see everything. He also has the power hand. The hand to do mighty things for us. He can do, right? Like it's in a fist, by a closed hand with power and might. He can work the miracles if he would speak his word. God's hand. And then the valve, which is the one, the end, the connecting, the uh, meaning the hook or the peg, as it's connecting something to something, symbolized by a ten peg. Today, Jesus Christ was nailed on the cross, right? The ten peg. So that God can come down, can connect back to you. If you lost your phone, no Wi-Fi, you cannot connect to anybody. The only person you can connect to is 
<laughs> yeah. So why are you so scared when you don't have phone or Wi-Fi? Just tell God. Uh, he knows what to do for you. But we're all dependent on just this earth one. We don't realize we have access to higher than internet. Internet was created by man. God teach man how to do internet. <laughs> right? But the the main internet, the main connection is the connection to Jesus Christ, to your God. Call upon me, Jeremiah 33, and I will answer you and show you what? The things of this world that you know. Greater things that you don't know. There are so many things we don't know. We think we know already. No. I will show you, God says. Greater things that you don't know. Okay? So Jesus, the ten pack, we are connected to him. Our old self nailed to the cross. Don't quicken back your old self. <laughs> Die already, leave it there. A dead person, your old self, with all the old past, with all the sins, all the character, fear, insecurity, shame. Don't go resurrect it once in a while. <laughs> and then say, I'm nobody. You know, nobody loves me. Pastor also don't really love me. She only loves Elsa. <laughs> because Elsa can jump on her bed. No, right? Everyone, just like John, right? Who wants to lie on the uh, bosom of Jesus. Everyone can do it. Okay? But why we don't do it is because we entertain all those thoughts that we are not worthy. Right? Rachel don't care. She come to me. <laughs> right? No, she's free right? to tell me what she like. Yeah? So, but others think, maybe pastor won't like it. Or, oh, why you think all this nonsense? Then you think, oh, God don't like me uh, because I'm not so smart. Okay? Not true. Go back to the truth. Right? All your old thinking, old past, old self, nailed. He don't see all those things anymore of the past. And the last one is beautiful. The nun, Elion, all right, ends with the letter nun. Nun is like a fish, okay? It has a meaning of propagate or increase. So, which multiplies and multiplies innumerably, innumerably in the life containing seas. This is El Elion. The last letter is the nun. Noon stand, it speaks of miracles, increase, prosperity, miracles, not done by our own ability. It has a meaning. So when we have El Elyon in our lives, we will increase, we will be blessed, we will multiply like the fish. The name El Elyon is translated in the Bible, the Most High God, Genesis 14. El is a shortened form of Elohim, speaks of God's strength. Elo Elyon is like the superlative of El and could be translated strongest. So El Elyon, therefore, is the strongest, strong one. Wow, you got back up, you know, gangster? Ah. <laughs> uh, Gangster, why are they, the small gangsters, why are they not scared? They go to Pataling Street, <laughs> Chinatown. Uh, why they are not scared? They see you, but they will be scared, right? Because you have Jesus inside you. But they see another one, they, don't, they see Gideon, they're scared. But they see others, 
they not scared, right? They go extort you. Take a knife, right? Last time, uh, 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 when I was uh, in uh, Bangkok, back, uh, around KL, where my church was there in the th when I was 20s, right? A lot of gangsters, a lot of all these. They will just come. You know, every day we will hear one of our brothers in Christ when I was in my 20s, 40 years ago. Oh, they will come out and say they got extorted because they're very famous one, KL Town. And where we were, were on the fifth floor. They will come out and say, uh, today, you know, someone just put a knife there. Gangster. Uh. So what is a gangster? A strong person, right? He can overpower you with a knife and with his strength. So, but if you are another from another gang, <laughs> then what you say? <laughs> the gangster come. You say, who is your? Yeah, most thing about gangster is taiko. Who is your taiko? Okay, that means your big brother, the big gangster. Then you say, I also gangster. <laughs> I also got taiko. So you exchange some information. Oh, okay. If you know, they know the taikos around that place. Okay, so if you belong, you got a covering over you, or rather you got a backup. Also a strong taiko. Then they leave you alone. They won't attack you because you have backup. This is our backup, okay? That means wherever we go in the spiritual, you go into Pataling Street, you got backup. <laughs> Your taiko is God, El Elyon, okay? So the devils recognize who is your taiko, the strongest, strong one. Understand this. So we go out into the world, we walk out from the street, you don't have to be scared. The snatch thief come and snatch your back, use a knife, extort you. Okay, because you got Taiko. <laughs> the greater Taiko, right? The El Elyon, the strongest, strong one, or the most high God. The Bible interprets this to mean that El Elyon. Now, this is very, very, very powerful if you catch this revelation this morning. El Elyon is related to God as possessor of heaven and earth. El Elyon knows no bounds. What's possessor? Owner. Yeah, owner, right? Okay, possessor, huh? see this word. He possesses what? Heaven and earth. Does that cover everything already? Ah, he does not only possess forest the land here, okay, or wherever you came from, Singapore or Malaysia. It's the whole of heaven and the whole of earth. El Elon knows no bounds. The authority of the Most High God transcends boundaries between nations, between heaven and earth, between spirit beings and physical beings, between angels and demons, between humans and animals. Okay, this is the highest one. That's why he is the highest authority, the strongest strong one. His authority and dominion span time and distance. There is nothing and no one with an infinite universe, within an infinite universe that does not fall within his domain and jurisdiction because it's heaven and earth. So all fall under his jurisdiction. Okay, So if you are a judge or a police, you have been allocated a certain jurisdiction authority only. So you only have power within your gangster area. <laughs> the area that was allocated to you, which is a small area. But God's jurisdiction is over earth and heaven. He is El Elyon, the most high God, the strongest strong one, 
the possessor of heaven and earth. Are you dwelling now in heaven or earth? Oh, wow, why spiritual? <laughs> okay, physically, we are on earth, not yet heaven. Spiritually, heaven on this earth. Okay, that's why we need to understand. But now he's talking about the physical, that which you can see. The earth and the heavens were created by God. And God, else El Elyon, as the Most High, he possessed heaven. So we look up to someone who is super rich, right, on this earth, and you say, wow, he owns maybe one quarter of the earth, the land. Is there anyone owned like that, except for Solomon, the richest man? General knowledge. Who is the richest man by terms of property and everything on this earth? Who? Doberman. <laughs> no. Now, on this earth. Huh? Who is he? <laughs> you see? Yeah. Only you know him, right? We all don't know. <laughs> when we don't need to know. But meaning that he he has possession of the wealth, certain amount of wealth of this earth, but does he own the whole earth? Yeah, then why do people look up to him and learn from him and want to uh, get his mind? Silly, right? The world doesn't know who is the El Elyon, who is really the one who owns the whole earth, including heaven. And they look up to a man who only owns maybe one ten <laughs> of the earth. See how deception has come into this world? Yeah? When we know this truth, we won't go and learn from the richest man on this earth anymore. We go and learn from the richest man, the strongest one, who is the owner of both heaven and earth. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So don't be fooled. <laughs> okay? He only, somehow he only owned for a short while, if you don't know the Lord. How did Abraham acknowledge God? As El Elyon. So God revealed first to his El Elyon, who he is, to Abraham. Now, how did Abraham acknowledge? And Abraham encountered the Most High God. So in Genesis 14 18 is when God revealed to Abraham his name as El Elyon, which is the Most High God. Abraham encountered, look at that. We not come to learn about God, we come to encounter him. Meet him. Yeah, you are here today, Elsa, to meet and encounter who? The most high God. Okay? The one who? Ah, good thing. I almost fainted already. <laughs> because he kept quiet. That was only the last slide only. Right? Who is the most high God? The one who possessed heaven and, and earth, not the whatever Doberman. Okay? So, the one from this earth, they're also the created being. But the Most High God, He encountered. That's why we want to encounter God, El Elyon, the Most High God. Right? Through Jesus Christ, now we can encounter Him. Returning from the rescue of His nephew, Lot. Okay? So, this is the account. of the first introduction of, uh, not first, uh, but the revelation of encountering El Elyon. Genesis 14, 18, 
Melchizedek. So Abraham had to rescue Lot, right? And then he got some spoils there. Then first, as he was coming back, someone came and met him, the Most High God. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. So we know this person, Melchizedek, which is the king of peace, Salem, and righteousness, brought him bread and wine, which is today our communion, right? You have bread and wine served. This, who is he? All right, many say he is Jesus appearing at that time because Jesus was not born. So in Melchizedek, the Bible says that he is without descent, right? So he came from God and he was the El Elyon, priest of the Most High God. Priest is someone from up, come down. Okay? <clears throat> and then at the same time, he was able to bring people up, right? That's the priest. Okay, so that's his first encounter. And who? He blessed him. Melchizedek, actually it's Jesus, blessed him, Abraham, or Abram that time. His name not yet changed. Blessed be Abraham of who? Of the most high God. So if you want to be associated with God, you want to be associated with of the most high God, who is the possessor of heaven, and earth. So if your heavenly father is the most high God who possess heaven and earth, are you the richest daughter and son on this earth? Really? <laughs> okay, let's see. Huh? Because we are coming more and more to really, do we have this as head knowledge or we are going to come into the reality of the revelation of the truth of the God of Abraham as El Elyon. So Melchizedek blessed Abraham, right? The higher one. And he, he was always, always El Elyon will come with possessor of heaven and earth. What was the reason given by Melchizedek for Abraham's victory over a much larger and superior force? Blessed be the most high God, El Elyon, which have delivered thine enemies into thy hand. Melchizedek, right, brought bread and wine, blessing, to Abraham after the, uh, 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 he defeated the enemies. And he said, who defeated for you? God Most High, El Elyon, delivered into your hands. So what did he get? He got the spoils, all right? You go to work, you get salary, you go plant, uh, farmer, you get the spoil, the fruits, all right? Or you, you know, some things like, like go to office is like go to war like that, right? <laughs> right? But at the end, you got salary, you got profits, you got business, you do something, right? And you get back something from your fight. <laughs> Children don't have to fight, right? Your parents just pass to you first. <laughs> but if you don't work, you know, eventually they will say get out. <laughs> okay? So, what happened? How did Abram acknowledge that God is El Elyon? Look at that, that he has delivered their enemies into your hands. Abraham gave him Melchizedek tithes of all. This is a, a revelation 
right, from God himself. Nowhere. And I saw this. Okay. What's that thing all appearing? Okay, no more, is it? See, when he encountered, it was when he had just win the battle or war, right? And he got spoils. And then Jesus or Melchizedek came with the communion or the bread and the wine to tell him that I am your life. I am your sustenance. And that's how he acknowledged by giving him tithes of everything that he wants. All right, you go and fight in the office and everything you got, 10%. Tithes means one ten. In the Hebrew, it just means 10. So the tithes is how Abraham acknowledged. Now let's see a little bit of tithes. In the word tithes, Hebrew, is mem or it's called ma'asir. All right, this word. Made up of four Hebrew letters. It's very important. We get this very clear because it involves your life on this earth. <laughs> your wealth, okay? Your finances, okay? How you, that's what we have been working for. Why do you go to work? To get a salary, right? To live. If you don't understand this and have a revelation, no matter how God wants to bless, there is a restriction there, okay? Because we need to, on our part, like Abraham, acknowledge God as El Elyon, and he did it from his tithing, okay? So, let's look at it. Mem. Just now we see Mem has a meaning of waters or nations of water. So it's very big. Right, Mem? <laughs> Ru? Yeah. It's abundance. Represent abundance. Waters. Nations. And then Ayin. To see. So in our tithes, first come in abundance. Waters. And then Ayin, you're able to see spiritual things. See who? See Jesus, actually. See Jesus as El Elyon, Melchizedek. That's a spiritual one. To see God as possessor of heaven and earth. That means he owns. So if in this tithes, it opens up more and more our spiritual eyes to see who is the real owner of this earth. Not, I don't know what name, Doberman. Okay? But Jesus, God. Our God, the God of the Jews. Why are they so rich? They know that El Elyon is their God who possess heaven and earth. That's why they follow the tithing. But remember, Abraham is not under law. The law haven't come in yet. The law came in from Moses, Malachi 3.10. So sometimes you, you need to teach from here rather than Malachi 3.10. Although nothing wrong with Malachi 3.10. But see here, in this tithe, you have men, powerful words, ayin, spiritual eyes open, shin, to consume, destroy, thief. Shin represents fire of God also. Consume. So remember Malachi 3.10, the second verse or uh, 11 that says that when, we, when the tithe, God will... The next verse... Yes, he will destroy because God shin inside your tithes. Your tithes is so powerful in that 10% or that 10, the one ten. There is a fire inside. God's fire to destroy the enemy from destroying your crop. 
That means your whatever you labor, you start a new business, or you start, you know, you do business, or you work and all that. The the boss want to uh, uh, terminate one staff. What do you call that word? Eh? <laughs> Make the company smaller. Downsize. Ah, downsize or something like that. So it's between Rebecca or someone, right? But when you type that someone has to go, not Rebecca, <laughs> okay? Because the protection, right? The shin is the one that destroy the enemy trying to rob you, trying to break your uh, finances, to break your wealth or to, to, con to, to uh, destroy you. So there is the fire inside this type. And the last one is Rash, the first and highest person, the man's head. Who is the first and highest person? It's Jesus Christ. Christ. The type, in this type, we are acknowledging the head. Who is the head of your life, which includes the head of your business, the head of your finances. Is it El Elyon, Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? Right? So in this type, it's so powerful. Mem, Ayin, Shin, Resh. Over your life. Maasir, and of course, the word type or Maasir comes from a root, which is also ayin. So at, when you type, the mem comes in, the nations, the prosperity, the abundance come in. So from m, mem, come, it added into this word, asil, uh, which is ayin, shin, and resh, which means asha is to become rich or wealthy. So in the Hebrew, they will have this word asha, if they want, they don't talk about a rich person. Okay, being rich, because you have eyes, also wisdom, because how to simply become rich? No, you have wisdom, right? How, what, where to put your finances to work and all that. You don't do the wrong things and all that. So there's wisdom there. Ayin, you can see, and then you have the fire, also of God and the rash who you are working for. So you are the, the in these three letters forms the word asha, which is rich. And when you add in mem, it becomes your type. The rich multiplies because of the mem inside. So this picture I found is very cute. Alright. So you have the storehouse or the house of God, yeah, where we tithe, and then everything that we plant grows. The shin is there. Destroy the pestilence, those uh, pests or that, that stop your growth. And at the same time, you are fruitful, okay, in the, when we tithe. A very beautiful picture of tithing. So, the king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to yourself. So there was two kings that came to meet Abraham or Abram. Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. <clears throat> when he tied, he's taking things from where? Earth, right? the spoils that he got to acknowledge that God is his God. And then you will see here how to acknowledge 
and have God, Most High God, manifest in your life. Then, that I will not take from a trade, even to a shoelace, that there, that I will not take anything that is thine, lest you say, I have made Abram rich. He was telling that guy, <laughs> the other king, <laughs> right? That, no, I'm not going to take even a trade from you in case you say you made me rich. So he tied to Melchizedek, acknowledging all right, with his, what he has, the 110, that his God is, the one who made him rich is God, El Elyon, the one who possessed heaven and earth. Although this man, also this king also can give him the things of this earth. So he rejected the material things from this king. When we tithe, there's one important thing to know also. We're giving to God. And even as a man of God or woman of God, right, when you minister, if people tithe and then they say, oh, see why pastor so rich? Because I tithe. <laughs> then I will say, I will take nothing from you because you are not the one who made me rich. If I understand El Elyon, it is God. So when we tithe, always know that you are tithing to Jesus, Melchizedek, who is alive. He is your God. Okay, let's see further. Abraham said that it is God who make him rich, not man. Save only that which the young men have eaten, the portion of the man which sent me. Let them take their portion. And this is how Abraham acknowledged God as El Elyon. And he pledged allegiance to the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth. In our tithes that we set apart, 10%, we are saying, God, I acknowledge you as the Most High God because tithes come from the fruit of this earth, from the work of our labor, from this earth. And we are acknowledging that this earth belongs to our God, El Elyon. He is the possessor. So that's why tithes belong to him. It's a 10% that belongs to him. He owns the whole earth. So when we tithe, we are saying, I acknowledge you as my God, as the source, as the possessor of heaven as the most and he pledged allegiance okay so look at this some more revelation abraham had made enemies of the four kings from the east he had humiliated them in the rescue of lot and one day when kings go forth to war they would seek return seeking revenge he had also alienated the king of sodom by pledging allegiance to el Elyon, right through his tithe and telling this king of Sodom, I'm not going to take anything from you. And refusing any of the spoils of war, he had made enemies and turned down material wealth. So after his tithes, okay, when he tied to Melchizedek, this was what happened. After these things, Genesis 14, now starts Genesis 15, 1. Remember, this is the time that God is going to make his covenant with Abraham. That time, not yet make the covenant. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. After what things? Yes, after he tied to Melchizedek, right? And then God said to him, Fear not, Elijah. <laughs> I The I am the all-sufficient God. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So after Abram tied, 
to El Elyon, God said to him, fear not. Why did God say, fear not, Gideon? <laughs> fear not, Abigail. Okay, let's see. And I am your shield. This, okay, first of all, uh, let's know a little, learn a little bit. Again, start with ma'am, okay? Protection, abundance, okay? New, uh, protector, buckler, surround. I'm the one who put the surrounding because he's scared, my shield, right? You use a shield to protect against the enemy. Then, exceedingly, remember, miot, the very, okay? Not just reward. Exceedingly great, miot, much, very great, some more, rabah. Okay, not only exceeding a lot, but very great, very numerous, a lot, a lot. Yeah, Esther, a lot, a lot. Ha, that is why God said to Abraham, I am your shield, exceeding great. You will increase greatly, you should fall. Reward, sakar, again with the shin and the open calf, the open hand. And the rash, I am the one who will pay you. <laughs> See what happened when we tithe. Okay, mostly if it's the income that we get from our work, our pay, right? So we take ten percent and we put into the storehouse, which is the place where we learn and grow, where we receive spiritual food. Then he said, "I will pay you." You have another boss, <laughs> right? Not your employer, not your business. I will pay you. I am the real reward. After these things, when he tied to God, God said, now it's not that your employer is your ultimate pay, pay master or pay, pay the one who pays you. I, I, the I am, the all-sufficient one become the one who pay you, the one who hired you. The one who will reward you, who will give you the passage money to serve him, to do whatever it is. Can you see the switch? Right? Now, the payment of contract, right? Your salary. Now, a salary is not, you don't depend just on your physical boss or your business. He becomes your boss. But who is he? Your employer owns how much of this earth? How many percent? <laughs> Very little, 0, 0.00. Who now become our employer when we type? Who possess heaven and earth? Yes, that's the revelation to realize who. That's why the Jews type and why they are the richest today on this planet. Okay, because the employer, they realize reward means sakar. God is the one who hire them. When we serve God, He is our hirer. Even you, in every area of life, you can serve Him. So he is our paymaster. He's the one now. Ah, this is very interesting. It's very real in our lives. God never says fearful. See how many times God says fear not, right? Because Elijah fears scared already. <laughs> but he's telling everyone. Fear not. Even Jesus' time, he always tells the disciples, fear not, fear not. So now, God says to Abraham, supposed to be the father, right? By the time 
haven't happened. This is before uh, Isaac came out, all right? Before the covenant, before manifesting. Leon, the strongest strong one, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. Okay. Why do you think, before we go to the next slide, except for Hannah, because she saw the slides, or whoever who saw the slides, why do you think God said, fear not to Abraham after these things? Remember the verse? All right. Uh, Genesis 15, 1, right? He said, fear not. I am thy shield. He said, fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and the exceeding great reward. After these things, after he tied, why do you think he tell Abram, don't be afraid? Just, you just say here, Nate, they must be fearful. He won't tell you, don't be scared unless you are scared, right? You don't tell your children all of a sudden, don't be scared. You must look at them and you know they are scared. Then you tell them, don't scared, right? Okay, so why did God tell Abram, don't be scared. Fear not. Yes, one of the things he made enemies, he got scared. And then, some more? Good. <laughs> okay, that's one part. The second part. What did he do? Yes, he tied. After you tied, you get scared, not? <laughs> Normally, the fear comes after you tied, right? Then you say, oh, yo, this amount, depending on. Right? So, whether it's small or big, it's based on whatever you have. Not small or big to God, right? Or to anyone. So, let's say you have 10,000, you tied 1,000. After that, you got scared already. <laughs> Right? Not only I made enemies, don't tell me this thought never come to you. After you tied, 10% went out already. It could be 300, it could be whatever. 10%. The thought does come in. You do feel frightened. How am I going to make all my commitments, to meet my commitments, to pay my bills, to, you know, to live, to give food? For my children and all that. Got fear. Okay, but there might the thought might come. Okay, it's just natural because of this, you are living in this world. Okay, so the fear comes in. And then what did God say? Don't be fearful. Don't fear. First, about the enemy's part, yes, correct. He said, I. I'm your shield. So the devil cannot come and attack your finances anymore. Cannot attack your job or attack your, you know, whatever it is, the fruit of your the business. And then secondly, I am your paymaster now. I am your reward. Ah, after you tie, don't be scared because I will pay you. <laughs> I will pay you. I will pay you much more than your boss can pay you. I will pay you much more than the business can pay you. That's what happened in El Elyon, the first revelation that God gave to Abraham El Elyon. So it's natural that we will have some thoughts of fear. And then how do we overcome? That's why we need to meditate. 
on these words. Because fear comes from all the thoughts, right? So Abraham tied already and they made enemies. He got scared already because the thoughts come to him. Wow, these enemies will come and attack you. You know, your job don't know whether it can you know, last how long. Your business can grow or not. All these thoughts will come. How did it come? Thoughts. Thoughts. They are the words of the devil coming in. I'm not spending time in my work anymore, in my business. Don't know how. After tithing, more scared, you know. Then God's word, you need to meditate every day because faith comes by hearing because we don't see the physical God yeah, with our physical eyes. So we meditate. God is my shield. He's my protector. Every day, speak it out. Not only hearing on Saturday or Sunday, sometimes you hear, sometimes you don't. So after a while, people tie and then they stop. Why? They overcome by the fear. The fear of not enough. The lies of the devil. Right? But when we know, if we meditate and confess the word of God every day, faith come in. Gideon become a man of strong faith, a strong man believing in God. I am, my God is El Elyon, possessor of heaven and earth. He's my paymaster. And therefore, he won't be afraid. But we won't get scared. The thought does come. Yeah? That's where the first revelation of El Elyon to our father. So imagine Abraham's blessings, which is the whole nations, the blessings to be to bless others is very great, very big, right? If you going to come into his blessings, but we receive his blessings by faith. Don't you think we need to follow what Abraham did? Yeah. Unless we are willing, we don't want to. <laughs> we just small, small one. Right? But God has put bigness into your heart because expanding our hearts because in the last days, we're going to finance the kingdom of God. Yeah. So therefore, God chose ones who will fear not after tithing. <laughs> right? And will dare to do what Abraham did. And it was actually after this incident, you see, he will, in the shield, he will protect Abraham. He will protect Gideon. He will protect everything that Elsa does. And then he will provide for Abraham. I am that exceedingly great reward. So beautiful, right? The protection and provision is inside that type. Where we acknowledge that El Elyon is our God, the possessor. El Elyon, what do you think of? Yes, the richest in heaven or on earth, the possessor. How much can we possess? How much in, uh, we, can we have in this world? Mostly one land, two land, <laughs> two, two pieces of land. God owns everything, right? And when he did that, See, God wants to see us whether we recognize him. And that is true. Abraham's tithing. That he differentiates between his allegiance to God and his allegiance to money or the physical world or even the devil. 
here then was the ultimate life insurance policy. Okay, this was written by someone and I think it's beautiful. Protection of life by the one who is the strongest, strong one and the best of pension plan. <laughs> so some of you take many insurance policies, right? Because you are so scared, <laughs> right? So scared that when you grow old, nobody take care of you. When you grow old, you got no money. The best insurance, ultimate life insurance policy is insurance is always to assure yourself of future, isn't it? That's why they tell you, okay, now you pay premium, 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 take this policy, take that policy, it's called life insurance. That means you secure your life. Most probably you die before the, <laughs> the insurance even, you know, mature. But the ultimate life insurance policy is protection of life by El Elyon. The one strong one. Will you buy this insurance? <laughs> Ah, amen. Bought already. That's why you're not scared because El Elyon, possessor of heaven and earth, through your tithing, you have self that and to God that He is your God. He is your God. He is your highest one. He is the wretch in your life. And therefore, you bought the insurance policy, life one. And therefore, you pay premium, <laughs> which is your type. And therefore, you are covered for? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord, right? We are all believers. When we tithe, your titles, we are covered for life. Because we have acknowledged the El Elyon as our paymaster, as our employer, right, on this earth. No need to be scared anymore. When you have a lot of insurance policy, you're not scared, one, right? <laughs> Less scared than the one, by the one who never buy any insurance policy because they're scared something bad happened to them, who is going to pay for them. Ah, but So we buy a lot, so we're not scared. You're still depending on this world, right? But when you have the best insurance policy, God, the possessor of heaven and earth, and it's just acknowledging him through our tithing. So everything we look up to him. Really follow that money. <laughs> yes, your money, right? Yeah, you put money in the bank, you, you follow the bank, whether the bank go bankrupt or not, <laughs> because all your money inside there. When the person begin to tithe, they begin to look up, ayin. They look to the, where the money is going. Where is it going? Up. <laughs> so everything we look up now, he become our source. That's why, that's who God wants to be to us, never to look down again into this world. We look up. So our tithe causes us to look up to him. And he is the source. He said, I will pay your wages. You think God is stingy? No, it pay you much more than your employer can pay you. If we learn how to look up and when by showing it through our tithing, we are acknowledging, just like Abraham, our father did, or the Jewish father, acknowledge El Elyon. Good, huh? This part, the pension plan. <laughs> no need to be scared already. And that's the, these verses that show you, again, about possessor of heaven and earth. For every beast, this is David, King David. He saw this. 
Every beast, King David is after, after Abraham. Okay? And I didn't go in some more. So if you read uh, just now, 6.15, further down is when God, after the tithing everything, and God told him, I'm your shield and exceedingly great reward. Don't be scared. That's when he made a covenant with Abraham about the blessing that your 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 descendants will be as the stars of the sea of uh, the, the sky right after that incident of his tithing and acknowledging El Elyon God was able to bless him and multiply him okay so now they further down is his descendant David and David has the same revelation of El Elyon for every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains and the wild. Come to who? Ah, not to Doberman. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot get his name. Okay. The, the beast of the forest, everything on this earth, it belongs to him. So if you don't meditate this, today you go back, you will feel very excited. Everything. very excited and powerful after monday you feel everything belong to your boss <laughs> again your life belong to your boss he owns your time you own your business owns your time own you right we need to continue and let this revelation sink in nobody on this planet owns us not our money not finances nothing from this earth el elion is my god the possessor of heaven and earth. And I not only say it, I put it into action through my tithing. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the world is mine and its fullness. When I will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Most high, El Elyon. The one who owns the cattle on a thousand hills would be Abraham's exceedingly great reward. A thousand hills. <laughs> okay. Actually, thousand. Tomorrow I'll share a bit more. It's Aleph. One of uh, the meaning of Aleph. Who is your great reward? The one who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Can he not feed you, Elijah? <laughs> Can. Yeah. Okay. Now look at this one before we finish. David, uh, King David. First Chronicles 29, in the message. But me, who am I? This is King David talking. And who are these pe my people that we should presume to be giving something to you? To build the temple, okay? Of God. Today, it's not the physical temple, right? It's the house of God, which are the people of God. Everything comes from you. See? Normally, we just say only. <laughs> God, you, everything comes from you. Ten ringgit also. It says here, in the dedication of the temple, it says, everything comes from you. All we are doing is giving back what we have been given from your generous hand. That's the revelation. That's the, the real God of King David, of Abraham, where he you this is the meaning of it when we give back what we have given is from you 
Do you realize? That if God didn't give you the job, if God didn't give you the business, the finances, you may not have it. It is so your mommy, daddy give you. Oh, the children disappeared. <laughs> it's from him. Okay? It's from your generous hand. And God only says to acknowledge me, I only take the 10% and the rest up to you. But the thing is, King David had this revelation. As far as you are concerned, talking about God, we are homeless, shiftless wanderers like our ancestors. Our lives are mere shadows, hardly anything to us. You realize the state without God. God, our God, all these materials, these piles of stuff for building a house of worship for you, honoring your holy name, it all came from To give something to God, we say, oh, This one, my heart earns money, man. <laughs> you know how hard I work, how hard I saved. We don't have the revelation yet, all right, of the God who is the one who gave you that job, that salary. He can take it away anytime. He's God, right? And these things that we come to build God's house, that we bring our tithes, our offerings, when we give unto God. Honor who? Honor him. Honor is respect, right? Because he's the highest one, the El Elyon. It came from you. That's why when you worship, it's so beautiful. Because I've given but your worship to God. It's not, it's, not, it's not a force or anything, right? There will be a restriction, a barrier. But when you have given yourself all to one person, God, you better save me. <laughs> We begin to depend on Him. We begin to look to Him. And you think He is not able to take care of us? Definitely not, right? It was all yours in the first place. In the message version, may God give us that revelation because God wants to bless us in this year of pay Gimel, right? It's going to be an abundance flowing into the lives of the people here in Beauty for Ashes who understand this revelation more and more of who God is. Through the Hebrew letters, it is to bring us to really see who our God is. So that we can a manifestation into our lives and not stop it. Okay? So it is all yours in the first place. That's really saying, God, you are my God. You are my source. I left. I know, dear God, that you care nothing for the surface. You is not actually interested in anything of this world because you own this world. The rich man, does he bother? He's so rich already. He's got so many things. You give him uh, uh, LV bag also, he got already. He's not bothered about anything that looks material. He wants your heart. He wants you. You want us. Our true selves. That's what King David said. The man that God said after his own heart. He realized that God wants your heart, Ruth. Madeline, he wants your heart. Gideon, he wants your heart. He doesn't want your money. <laughs> we are not. You think God so poor? That's why the revelation of El Elyon is that he is the possessor, the owner of the whole earth, the whole heaven. Then when we give, we don't give in fear or lack. Because... We are giving to someone who is much, much richer than you, who can sustain you for eternity. <laughs> and 
And so I have given from the heart, honestly and happily. That's why worship, he says, it's not just right, outside. It is from your heart. God wants your heart. You no know, point you give him $1 million because you got $30 billion. Right? The heart that he gave you to love him no more because you're commanded to love or commanded to tithe, but because you love him and know that he saved you, he gave you life. You were once dead. Oh, and now, oh, look at King David. Now, see all these people doing the same, giving freely, willingly. What a joy. It was a joy to King David to see the people coming to give freely, to build the temple. What do you think about our God? <laughs> Even more, God must be maybe jumping out of his throne. Right? Taking me as El Elyon and recognizing and pledging allegiance to me, not to the God of this world, not to the God of money. Right? And he must be jumping with joy. Oh God, God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Israel. God of Elijah, God of Gideon, Evelyn Go. Elsa, Abigail, Hannah, Ruth, Rebecca, Magdalene, who else inside? Xiaoling, Esther, Lydia, Shimin, oh, Shimin, Shimin, you come from heaven one. Even greater revelation, <laughs> right? Keep this generous spirit for life forever in these people always. This generous spirit because we, Leon is so generous. Keep for how long? For Saturday and Sunday? <laughs> Forever! Keep their hearts firmly set, firmly in you. And give my sons, mind, body, heart. So we build our spirit man, okay? Our hidden man of God. Uncluttered! Not one day. God. <laughs> okay, I tied. Huh? Next day. Are you very scared? Huh? <laughs> Cluttered a lot of worries of this world. Okay? Growing. Okay? Feel our heart focus. One day we focus on God. Next day, Saturday, Sunday, focus on God. Monday, we focus on the world already. Right? Why? No, that's why it says in the last days, do not forsake the gathering together. That's how we encourage one another. All right, as you see the day approaching, which is the coming of the Lord, coming to come together. You have fire and then the fire go out. By itself, the fire, the, 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 the twig, you all do campfire, right? The fire is biggest when there's many sticks inside, right? When you remove the sticks by itself, the fire die down, right? That's what fan the flame, yeah? Come together the, in the church of, in the book of Acts. The church were always together daily. Okay, they were together listening to the apostles' doctrine, praying, fellowshipping, eating, breaking bread, the wine and the bread. Just now, realizing how much God has blessed us, and He can. The Lord is our L and counsel, our shepherd talking about directions and counsel, the lament, and carry through with building the temple 
for which I have provided. Today, this is our last mission on this earth, right? Your destiny, your purpose, to build his temple, to preach the gospel, build God's temple, not the physical building, the spiritual one. Yeah, this is what God has given to us to save souls like Xiaoling, right, who was lost, to save many others. Take care of that. God will bless. Did God bless Solomon? Did God bless Abraham? Yes, much more than we can ever think or imagine. So, the blessings of Abraham, yeah, we can confess until kingdom come, <laughs> but we don't You will always have enough food to eat, that's for sure, because we are his children. But the abundant blessings to be a blessing to others, because that's the blessing of Abraham. The covenant after he died is that I will make your name great and you, I will bless you so that you can be a one that, that's why it's not by force. Tithing is under grace. It's by choice. Abraham chose to pledge allegiance to El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth. So we choose, so we don't force anyone to tithe. All right, when they see the revelation of El Elyon, they will pledge the allegiance by their tithing and their offerings and know that their life insurance is in El Elyon, not in the things of this world. Amen? And you don't have to be scared. If Abraham was scared, it's okay. <laughs> God is so good. He always come and assure us, don't be scared, Elsa. <laughs> I'm with you. I possess heaven and earth. You pledge allegiance to me. I'm obligated to be your taiko. <laughs> I protect you. Even you go to the back lanes, I'm there. Yeah, and I will pay you. Amen? Praise the Lord. So you have a uh, deeper understanding of El Elyon of tithing and offering. God is not poor. Huh? Our tithe is not to make the pastor rich or to make the church rich or even to make God rich because he possesses heaven and earth. So you see why the incident of tithing is in Melchizedek is also in Hebrews and it's about the most high God. So now you don't see God as just high up there, right? What do you see him today? Ah, it's good about physical meeting. <laughs> I make your answer there and then. <laughs> because sometimes in the Zoom, very hard. You mute, unmute, and then by the time everything happened, I never hear anything. <laughs> so here, very easy. Possessor of heaven and earth. Yeah, and one day we will go there because he prepared. That's why Jesus said, What? I go and prepare a place for you. Where? In his heaven, in Shemim. <laughs> right? So he share his possession with us if we acknowledge him as possessor. Then we're not scared with him. Your father, heavenly father, your father is not just the king of England who possess only England, one part of this world. Your father possess. Yeah. You understand that now? Are you rich? Yeah. So it has to be the
spiritual revelation first. So Elion will never have will have a different meaning for us after today. Tiding will have a different meaning. Amen. I trust yeah, that you see God differently because God is waiting to bless all of you here in BD for ashes. Just as he has spoken. Even the, the, the day we started Amos chapter 9, things are happening very fast. And what are one of the things God wants to bless, God wants to entrust his servants, his sons and daughters, Elijah, Abigail, Elsa, and all of you here with abundance. With abundance. And tomorrow there's another revelation of this wonderful abundance. You see, God prepared for you, huh? Elsa and Gideon, <laughs> while you're here. Right? Which is also amazing, but I will not share tomorrow one today, right? <laughs> so that you can eat enough for today, tomorrow more. More blessings. Amen? Praise the Lord. El, our God is? Ah, you tied to who? <laughs> yeah. Who is who is your? Who is your? Yes, and he is your. <laughs> Yo, just now uh Gideon said he is my shield. Ah, your life insurance, your shield, your protector. Never come on to steal your finances. Ah, no. This one is a tither who has acknowledged me as his master, as his employer, as his El Elyon, the God. So, cannot touch. You cannot touch. God said, devil, you cannot touch Gideon's money. He has pledged allegiance to El Elyon. Yeah, and then... He will reward you many times. That's why Malachi 3.10 talk about the opening of heaven. How can you open heaven windows when he don't own heaven? He owns heaven and earth. That's why he can open and pour down blessings so much. Not enough room to contain. But we need to pledge that allegiance because we have this will and that choice is ours. It doesn't force on anyone. Okay, We choose it. And then we say, God, you are my God. Jesus didn't say, oh, and you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything, but we have to make a choice, yeah, a decision, a pledge. Say. And the pledge comes with the action, right? That this belongs to you. Amen? Because yeah. greater things are happening, greater blessings are coming. And God has to set us free from all the wrong thinking of this world from what the devil has been trying to steal from us and put our faith in him for the greater things to happen the glorious church it's not only glorious in power it's glorious you see the church in the book of Acts, they had the holy spirit and no one lacked this is what's going to happen there will never be lack in our lives in fact there will be abundance praise the lord amen Elsa said, pray for me tomorrow. 